From Calvary Church of Santa Ana, this is the Calvary Life Podcast, the show where we share stories, laugh together, and have discussions about faith, life, and God with people from Calvary Church. Here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome to the Calvary Life Podcast. This is Eric Wakeling here with Matt Doan. Yes, good morning, Eric. It's morning as we I know we don't uh, record this. Yeah, I'm a little. You sound your morning I'm a voice. Sleepy. I got my morning voice. No, this you is like sound good. Well, daylight savings. Like this is the best when you get this extra hour. <laughs> just feeling peppy. It's sunny at like 4:30 in the morning. Dude, I shared a little bit about this on Sunday, which and also by the way, like we have to be praying for Aaron Holm, everyone, because uh, it's uh, this is the time of year she hates most. <laughs> when it, it's darker earlier. Did you invite her to join us as the third member of the podcast, <laughs> yeah, but she just couldn't exactly couldn't get rally herself to get here? So Aaron, like she like celebrates the spring forward because she calls yeah. it lighter later day. She yes. loves that it's lighter later. Yes. I sent her a text yesterday um, <laughs> that just said, uh, I said, so dark at five o'clock. Yes. It was like so dark. Condolences. And she was like, saddest day. And I, that's what she responded with. And I said, we will persevere. And she said 126 days. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> She's got it figured out. Yeah. Now, <laughs> someone's going to scream through their their device right now that I do not know this, and they, it's so obvious. But I thought, like, Congress had passed something that we weren't going to do this anymore. Or was that just a discussion that never actually yeah, yeah. passed the cro- finish line or what? Yeah, I think it never – it never it definitely never crossed the finish line as far as what okay. I remember. And I thought we had, like, a vote uh-huh. for the right – for them to have a vote or something like that okay. in California. Because <laughs> some states can go rogue. Like Arizona does what yeah. they want. Right? Arizona does whatever they want just in everything. <laughs> in every category, Arizona's like, nope, <laughs> we're not going to do it. Yeah. So there's definitely someone that actually knows the, that is doing that whole pod, podcast frustration situation. Yes. But we don't care. Um, actually about. You know, if someone could send us an email to enlighten us, that would be helpful. Yeah, feel free. Send us an email. To, or we could just, you know, open our computers and Google what's the deal with that. That but feels like too much. That does feel like a lot. Yeah. It feels like a lot to expect from us. <laughs> friendly podcast hosts. Yeah. But no, yes. No, but okay, so let me tell my little story because this is like... Yeah, you alluded to it in your I did. I alluded sermon. to it in my sermon. Uh, but I okay, came home mm-hmm. Saturday night, mm-hmm. and this is where this whole story... I already got some grief that I'm going to tell, like, because I was like, this affected me from some of these, like, parents of young children. I wasn't going to say it, but now that you brought it up, I was like, bro, so sorry. The one time in the year you don't get eight hours of sleep. All I can say is I we, we've raised children. We've done our part. And and we all choose how many kids that we have. Usually, Matthew. <laughs> Not always. Not always. Uh, okay, continue. No, um, yeah, definitely not always, but you can choose to have too many like you. But um, <laughs> It's just got so weird. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we got home. We were in San Diego. My uh-huh. brother's birthday oh, yeah, dinner, right. which was super great. Yeah. Um, but like you get home at like 1030 at night from driving home from San Diego and you're kind of like, we just like ate some like ugh, food, like good food, but like maybe it's like very salty food and stuff. So I was kind of like a little rumbly. In my Side tumbly. note, I've never driven from San Diego back here to Orange County and felt good about myself after. Like it's just kind of a drain, draining drive. It is a draining drive, especially after like, yeah, when you're leaving at nine at night or something like that too. So yeah, get home around 1030-ish and, uh, you know, it takes a little while to get ready for bed and all that stuff. So we're going to bed a little later than I like to on a Saturday. Now, I do like to live my life on Saturdays. I've declared this, but feeling a little tired already. Mm-hmm. Dude, for some reason, I did not even have it in my mind at all that it was fallback, that it was time <laughs> change. And usually, like, pastor, like, you know, we're, like, telling people and yes. stuff. But now in the cell phone area, it's just, like, whatever. I don't think we – did we announce it the week no, before? We Normally, we, like, it. we put, like, a post out. Not a post, not my email, nothing. Okay? I saw, yeah. I think, like, Simpson did one on, like, the middle school, like, Instagram page. But, but the good news is this is if you didn't show – I mean, if you just totally forgot or didn't – you would show up and it would be – Wait. Oh, no, it'd be. No, this is the one where you'd be late, I think. Yeah, you'd be late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. No. And then, uh, wait, right? No, 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 no. Because it went back an hour. It went back. <laughs> this is what, dude, everyone's, everyone's making fun of us right now. So, yeah. Don't ever do math, Matt. No, no, no. So if you showed up at 9 o'clock and you were wrong, it'd be 8 o'clock. So you'd be good. That's why we're not pushing it. In the spring, we push it more because <laughs> if you show up at 9, it's actually 10. 
All right. <laughs> this was such a this was such a glimpse into don't like trust us to do the math. This is a glimpse in, we, and you know, why our Michael prayer- Wells exists. <laughs> 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 our prayer is that you just are sitting at coffee with us. But if you were the third member right now, you'd be like, God, these guys are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> <It's so true. laughs> I got to find better friends. But once we pass into the realm of like of dollars and cents, adding, subtracting. <laughs> yeah, we could remember like the Hebrew calendar from yeah. like the from two thousand years ago. Yeah, I can tell you DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> had three catches for forty yards in Ooh. his football game, but I can't tell you yeah, that's how true. lighter later works or lighter and darker or whatever. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Uh, so you get home at ten thirty. Yeah, so you're kind of restless. You totally restless. forgot to like change any clocks didn't change in the house. Any clocks. But thanks to the iPhone, you don't need to. Yeah, thanks to the iPhone, I didn't need to. But. I hear my dog kind of whimpering, crying in the night. This happens a few times a year, okay. not very often. Okay, so he's in the kitchen. He's where he sleeps. So he's an indoor dog. He's in, yeah, yeah. He's indoors. He's so you've, out, you've already lost that battle. Then. Well, he's outside when he's outside when we're not home. Okay, and then he's inside when we're home. Okay, so yeah, so he's like crying, and you know he sleeps in the kitchen, kitchen's tile floor. He has a little bed in there. It's a very small bed for a very large dog. He's almost a <laughs> hundred pounder dog. And uh, anyway. Him crying, I kind of like, oh, all right, fine, whatever. You know, you go out. And it's kind of like being like a parent of like a little kid. You're like, oh, you need food. Here's a bottle. You know, you're like kind of half awake. <laughs> yeah. And I let him out. And he runs out to go to the bathroom, comes comes back in. And then I'm like, oh, it smells bad in here. What's going on? And then I like kind of shine my phone's light towards his yeah. bed. And it is just the world. Covered diarrhea. Big, it wasn't diarrhea, but it was the world's biggest poop I've ever seen. <laughs> Of a dog, <laughs> just all over his bed. Oh, and, and that, he just, never does that. Never does that. And that, that just that feeling of like, I was gonna do this half awake, and now I'm gonna wake up and turn lights this on. This became a project. This became yeah. This yeah. is like a thing now, and, and it's mostly that. That's like the situation that yeah. And I'm <laughs> I'm preaching in yes about seven hours. Yes, exactly. So that was like just anyway. So then I had to like deal with that, clean it up. Where was B? This is where B needs to come into the picture. No, B never left her sweet, comfortable bed. <laughs> B was very cozy. She was playing possum, like she just is, like I'm not moving. Yeah, yeah, not like we've never done that during. Uh, she she said one she said one word in the morning. She goes breastfeeding. <laughs> like that's her Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's a good point. I had to do that for a certain amount of time, and yeah. this is your turn, buddy. For sure. Um, but to be fair. She had like a, she had some, she had like a bladder infection Ooh. where she, we had to like not like be able to breastfeed with Ella. So I feel like she's going all the way back to like grace level, uh, <laughs> you know? So I don't know if this really should count. <laughs> Am I getting in trouble? Right, Am I, I getting in trouble? Are people texting me right now? <laughs> I'm going to let you walk out on that island. I'm going to stay safely on the shore right now. I think you might have just alluded to you didn't have to work that hard in raising your babies. So I just took the mic away. Just be and world. Just know this was not. I was not laughing. I was not agreeing. Matt's very serious. Matt's the king of. Um, Matt's the king of when I do something a little bit risky. Ever he kind of just takes a step back and just lets me get shots just wait, fired. Just yeah. looking up, looking up for the lightning bolt. Yeah. So no, I don't actually really mean that, but yeah. So here that, you are cleaning. Then you can't go back to bed after that either. Yeah. So then I was like awake, and anyway, whatever, it's fine. So I just had a little bit of a rough sleep. So post church, I was super sunday sleepy so uh, i think maybe a lot of people do this mm-hmm. you know just get sunday sleepy not just pastors but yeah when i preach and i don't know if this is for you for sure but it's like it is a weird tired like it yeah. is the different tired than i get any other like kind of thing i do i agree yeah and i'm just like spent yeah and i feel like even sometimes like second service like doing a um life group mm-hmm. or something like that mm-hmm. i kind of struggle like i'm just yeah. kind of like Ooh, can we get done with this, guys? You know? Uh, yeah, it, well, and we're not martyrs by any no, means. No, no, but no, no, no. It's just a weird a way it feels. There's a sense that speaking in a monologue for 30 minutes mm-hmm. over, and you even mentioned spiritual warfare. Yeah. And um, the amount of mental energy that you're both preaching with and thinking about. <laughs> yeah, totally. It's just, it's draining. Yeah, there's something weird and draining about it. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, don't. I'm, yeah, none of that is to say like, oh, woe is me or woe is us. But yeah. it's just an interesting kind of thing to well, get. Well, if, into if the... you've ever given a presentation in your work right. world, um, you probably you feel that same. Yeah, thing. exactly, exactly. 
So anyway, that was uh, that was my fun little <laughs> nice little. So Saturday. do you ever figure out what was going on with Charlie, dude? Okay, so this is why B and I got even in a little bit more of a kerfuffle. Okay, <laughs> so because she pulled the breastfeeding card, yes, and um, then. <laughs> I went out because I had like dumped his bed out outside, like into the grass. I'm like, I'll deal with this later, kind of thing, you know. And so then the next day I go out and the poop was super orange, dude. And I'm like, oh. I go, B, what's the deal? Like, what's going on with, uh, with with this with his with his orange color? And she's yeah. like, Oh, he ate pumpkin. <laughs> and I go, <laughs> Wait, she already knew this? Yeah, yeah. So then I go, Wait, why did he have access to pumpkin? And she goes, and all of a sudden she kind of like froze and got this like sm guilty smile on her face. And she's like, well, I had given the chickens a pumpkin and then I took it out when they weren't going to, when they weren't eating it. And I threw it in the garden thinking it would just kind of like sink into yeah. the, into the garden. Decompose. Like decompose mm -hmm. into fertilizer. Yeah. And I go, huh, I wonder why he had to poop in the middle of the night and it was orange <laughs> Because he wasn't feeling good because he just went and ate the pumpkin that she decided to throw out there. So we were in this major brawl, like brawl, like very fun, right, you know friendly what? brawl. Now I've left the ocean shore. <laughs> I've joined you on the island. I, you know what? B. <laughs> Oh, no, now she's getting teamed up. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So she was she she was funny because it was like this look of like it was this like guilt, but sort of like right. satisfied guilt. Like at the same time, she was like, ha, ha, ha. It but was, it's me. But I actually feel good about that, that it wasn't something more serious or something you have to like right. take him to the vet with. It's just he just ate the wrong thing. Yeah. Because I'm like, what is this weird? That's gross. Why is it orange? It's full on. He just this dog, dude, he'll just eat anything. All right. Question. Is it is the blanket still out there? Did you like hose it off, or what'd you do? So I came home <laughs> from church yesterday, yeah, and there was already a brand new bed sitting in the kitchen. Whoa! Bee went to the pet store. Was like, oh, she bought it. Like she this one's done. Bought it. She was like, yes. this one is gone. Yes, <laughs> tainted forever. Tainted. Yes. <laughs> Charlie's. Um, so I don't. Know if, I don't know if you know this, but. Uh, John and Kathy Norton yeah. have a dog named Sadie, uh -huh. who is Charlie's sister. My dog, Charlie's sister. Oh, you yes. know what? I remember that you had gotten it from some church connection, but yeah. I, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah, from Katie Humphreys. Okay. And then, so they have Charlie's sister, huh. Sadie, uh -huh. and Charlie's sister, Sadie, ate a soccer ball. <laughs> And it had to get, they had to pay for like full on surgery to have this soccer ball cut out of. Like, I think it, like, swallowed the soccer, like, flattened it, and then swallowed it like a snake or something. Is she like a blue whale? She's like, <laughs> I know, exactly. And they had to have it surgically removed. As Kathy's probably, she's a loyal podcast oh, listener. She Kathy. can give us any uh, any color Kathy commentary on this. I'm so sorry for yeah. that. <laughs> so the point so is, funny. these sibling sets, they'll, anything yeah. you put in front of them, they're going to down. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So, anyway, that was good times. So, we got a lot of. Yeah, a lot of content there on Charlie's. <laughs> it's good. I like it. <laughs> I like to like you know we're real life, real life, right? Yeah, we're exactly. Just preaching, just even incorporating just how you're feeling and yeah, all that kind of so stuff. So I walked out of church too, and like Robert Carter, who has uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, an infinite home right now, baby, just shaking his head. At yeah, you. I was like, bro, don't don't try to get like sympathy. You, I'm, you're not getting any sympathy from me about this. Like, oh, you had to wake up, <laughs> and so then I got home and I sent him a picture of the poop. <laughs> That's huge. Take that. Take that, Robert. It's so, such juveniles. Oh. We're sorry. We're such juveniles. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, but you went back up home to Santa Cruz this weekend? Or no, no, no. You... Uh, we were up near Yosemite. Oh. Actually, speaking of Robert, Robert's hometown of Sonora. Sonora. So Marie's, um, one of Marie's uncles moved up there. He's a pastor. Okay. He moved up there 25 years ago to pastor a small church. Yeah. And this max, mass exodus of Germans in Marie's side all went with him. So oh. her grandparents moved up there, several uncles and cousins and aunts. And so that used to be here in the OC. Right. So there's okay. probably, boy, I think at one point there was like 30 family members that had all moved up there um, oh, wow. to kind of find better land, bigger land up Is there this in the like Sonora in the region. Or yeah, something? When was like the gold sounds? rush? <laughs> Actually, I passed a church this weekend that was called Church of the 49ers. 
Oh. And I took a photo and sent it to my 49er friends. Nice. But, Except they uh, meant like actual 49ers. Yeah, 49ers. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Which like gold, gold was discovered people. in 1848. So why do they call them 49ers? Because I think it was the fever. Oh, they came gold the next rush year. fever 49ers. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. We, we got that one without Googling. Come on. I mean, I basically made that up. <laughs> so, yeah, one of uh, Marie's sweet aunts passed away of Alzheimer's uh, yeah. um, a couple weeks ago. And so they had the service. And, man, just as I'm getting older and then that generation's getting older, it's just precious to be together. Like, mm, mm-hmm. we were together um, all day Saturday um, celebrating her life. She was a believer, so that makes it uh, hopeful and joyful. Mm-hmm. And um, and then just being with a ton of cousins and friends and family was awesome. Mm, we loved good. it. Um, side note, though, very much of a side note. Yeah. One of our kids left their pillow up there in Sonora. <laughs> and realized Sorry. it yesterday today. Yeah. And so I had to go to Target and make a quick run to get a pillow. Oof. Actually, last night, I'm sorry, last night, um, because this um, child of mine is in college and <laughs> needed a pillow for her <laughs> for dorm, dorm room. room. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to Target. Yeah. Do you know how much pillows and just a basic pillow is running for these days, price wise? Oh, because you're saying that, be, like, because of the question, I'm going to go high. I'm going to go 40. Okay, so I led you there, and I, I was shocked. Yeah, three dollars and fifty cents. Oh, for a pillow, <laughs> and so I was shocked. I bought a pillow for her, and then I bought two pillows for me because I've been working, I've been living with the same two <laughs> flat pillows for the last two years because I thought pillows were so expensive, and I was just trying to be a good soldier. Three dollars. <laughs> And 50 cents. It's less than my Americano that I'm holding right here. Is this a trash pillow, though? <laughs> yeah, this is a trash I think, pillow. I think these pillows last about three days, and they then they just lose all their downiness and stuff. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I'm like a pillow snob. snob. Ooh, are you a my, are In you the, my pillow? <laughs> yeah, I do not have one of those. But I do have, like, the kind that's, like, on one side, it's got, like, the cooling, and then on the other side, oh, wow. it's the memory foam. Whoa, that's that's not a three dollar fifty dollar. That's not a three dollar fifty cent pillow. No, I think it was more like the forty dollar yeah. pillow for a while ago. But because of and I like it kind of a flatter pillow. I don't uh-huh. like it too poofy. Uh-huh. Um, that's also. But I also hate the down kind. Like oh, the, yeah. So if this was like the down kind, but yeah. if, and I, I have to go, have to go to Europe a lot, you know. But like <laughs> I know it's <laughs> that's all they have. But it's yeah, I hate the pillows when I'm there. I like don't sleep great. Yeah, because I'm like I'm a I'm a pillow snob. Also, in this whole realm of bedding, yeah. So Europeans don't have sheets. I mean, they have sh- they have a fitted sheet, but they don't mm-hmm. use a top um, sheet. A top sheet. They just have the duvet covers. Yes. Do you know this? I have experienced this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So when I married Marie, she's European birth, and I'm like, we don't have a top sheet. It took me a while Wait, to get used to that. Marie was born in Europe. No, but her, she's European. She feels European. Like my parents are immigrants were her parents immigrants yes okay okay yes. okay okay, yes. okay yeah yeah so we have no top sheet you guys okay so you still go by the yes you go by the german way took me a in the Doan household. Took, took me a while to get used to that <laughs> yeah wow anyways that's a very very sharp turn from memorial service this weekend but we were gone this weekend so i didn't get to hear your message firsthand but i did get to listen to it through the wonders of youtube nice did you watch it also or were you on the side listening kind of while doing something else? I was driving for most of it, but I was getting gas at the beginning when you showed the Rembrandt oh, yeah. uh, picture painting. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea that painting had been stolen. Dude, isn't that interesting? Yes. This whole thing. It's so interesting 1980. I read about it really quickly. 90, 1990. 1990. More recently. Two, police off- two guys dress up as police officers. Yes. Do you know this? Yeah, keep going. And enter into this museum in Boston, and they tie up the, like, 10 workers that worked there and stole, what, 12 paintings, I think it was? Something like that, yeah. I'm looking it up again, but worth yeah, keep over, going. Where, these 12 paintings were worth over $500 million. This was 1990, and here we are in 2023. They've never been recovered. Yeah, isn't that amazing? And that museum in Boston still, it's so sad, they still have the frames because they were cut out of the frames. Yes. So the frames are still there with hopes that one day they'll be <laughs> put back. <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Yeah. It's in like, a, it's so it's all, like it was on an episode, I don't know if you remember this show called The Blacklist. Uh, it's kind of like a, like a thief guy mm-hmm. who's like helping the FBI or whatever. And it's funny because it's just like, 
it's um he was like arranging the sale of this you know huh. or it's on some uh in the show cobra kai it's seen in uh it says it's it's seen hanging in the living room of billionaire antagonist terry silver oh, so like interesting. this billionaire bad guy right you know? yeah and then it was also in like a another like a marvel show called iron fist and it's on the sh- it's like in the wall oh, that's good. on the wall of this like guy's you said, house. yeah there's a little cookie in different yeah, places yeah isn't that cool so yeah it's the the storm on the sea of galilee by rembrandt i mean incredible painting as you were pointing out in the sermon yeah and so do you think it's in someone's basement do you think someone like do someone has it illegally displayed in their mansion somewhere and like you think word would get out like they'd show their friends and their mm. friends would be like hey guess what i saw the rembrandt and then yeah. that got to another friend another friend but there's been no like yeah. major lead and it's worth if you can if you can find a tip that leads to the finding this painting 10 million dollars <laughs> see i think it's like it eventually makes its way to either you know it's on like putin's wall or some <laughs> like some like qatar okay some qatar billionaire yes dubai or something you know like somebody like that and it's yes. just like on their wall somewhere that's it's gotta I, be that's what i think you know something like that where it's a little or china something that's like a little or maybe it's in a kim jong kim jong-un or whatever like Whoa. the uh yeah the north korea guy that it's that kind of thing that's what i want to imagine Watch, it's just in some guy named frank from boston's like <laughs> Like yeah, study. It was a Boston. Uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, museum. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a fascinating story. It is. It's so. It's so cool. I think it's so interesting. But um, yeah. So, yeah, showed the pictures of that. Showed a couple other pictures that were kind of like yes, very helpful. Helpful as well of like storms on the Sea of Galilee. It was an epic wave. I know, dude. I'm like, I'm so intrigued by that. Like, I'd I love to. I I want to know more, but I just couldn't find more information yes. about that. So. so I got to go in the Sea of Galilee with you one time, and uh, and it actually was pretty windy the day that we were on the little boat that went across the sea yep. lake. <laughs> um, and so even in that moment, I was like, okay, I could see if if these winds got stronger. Yeah. And that, and that day, there was even a few white caps. Oh, that's right. I remember so, that trip. Yeah. Yeah. So I could imagine it, but still, it is kind of hard to imagine this. It'd be like going to, what's a lake around here that we all kind of know? Oh. I don't know. Like, um, like Elsinore? <laughs> I mean, that's probably the size of sea. I mean, sea guy's not much bigger than that. Yeah, it's a little bigger, but yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah it's like, wow, how could there really be a place on that lake that you'd be on a boat where you'd be, like, scared of getting off? Right. I know. I know. That's what's kind of weird to think about, how mm-hmm. they're so frightened. Mm-hmm. But I wonder if, because it was so unusual for it to be that way, yeah. that it was that frightening. Yes. Like, Bro, I've been on this lake, like, my whole life, and it's never happened like yeah. this. Well, you're just so. to think of like the tax collector, you know, the zealot. They're maybe looking at the fishermen. The fishermen are panicking. They're like, "Oh no, this is this is not good." That's a good point. I should have brought up like the tax collector guy. Maybe it's like maybe it was more Matthew that was like, "Don't you care if I drown?" <laughs> These Hans oh, have been doing God. accounting forever. Yeah, I can't, Peter's I can't like, swim. "Bro, we're fine." <laughs> Funny. Later on, I'm gonna walk on water. Just relax. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but uh, to go back, so we're in Luke yeah, eight sure. this week. Where's your faith? Yep. Uh, Trevor Barnes. Trevor Barnes. Dude, this needs to be talked about. Yes. Because I didn't want to talk about it on stage because I just wanted to like let him. Mm-hmm. He, he wanted, you know, he has his his moment up there mm-hmm. on stage. He is just incredible mm-hmm. at what he does. Mm-hmm. So he, go ahead. What were you gonna say about it? You're bringing it up. Yeah, Trevor very much is a behind-the-scenes shepherd mm-hmm. here at Calvary, pastor behind the scenes, but has his hands, his his fingerprints are on almost everything that we do here at Calvary. Yeah. Yeah. Does things so excellently with um, both artistic and creative excellent, but also pastoral heart. Yeah, totally. And so um, we've been teasing him, kind of jabbing him, jabbing him. Yeah, all right. What, what, jibba, jabbing, jibba, jabbing. Because you're such a good public speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that ironic? <laughs> um, but we've been like conjoling him. That's not the word oh, I was trying to use. That. I like to that. like, Trev, you have such good yeah. way with words. You need to be like up front in front of people. And yeah. he's ever, always, always like pass, hard yeah. pass. <laughs> yep. And he's doing two big things right now. Mm-hmm. He's teaching a class with you on Wednesday nights. That's right. Uh, how to read the Bible. And then, yeah, just got up and yeah, set up the passage so well and referred back to something I was with him in. In Mali, he actually referred to this passage, That's and right. that was rad. It was a room full of probably 30 Muslim men and women who were there to learn English in Mali, hmm. in Bamako, Mali. They come to this English center and 
Julie Clark's crushing it, former modern day high school teacher. Here she is in Mali teaching English to these folks, but then also weaving in the gospel. Mm. So like their text often would be just the Bible. That's so cool. Yeah. So cool. So Trevor got asked to lead a little lesson that night when we were together out there in, in Bamako, and uh, he referred to this passage. So mm. it was neat to have that. Did you know that when you asked him about this? I did not. And I didn't ask him. He volunteered. Oh, okay. So he was like, hey, I think, you know, I've been like stepping up and doing hard things, kind of, yeah. you know, kind of deal like that. And yeah. uh, so teaching the class, which, by the way, he did it. He did an incredible job, like crushed it yeah. in that class. So yeah. he's he he should just keep feeling more comfortable. Mm-hmm. He's doing a great job. Mm-hmm. So and then he was like, oh, and I'll I'll do the because every week we're like, oh, let's ask somebody to do the Bible reading portion mm-hmm. or whatever. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, he's like, I think I'll, I'll do it this time. That's so, cool. Which was great. And he might have just then known like, oh, okay, yeah. I've got this li- yeah. little aside I can say, little nugget I can say, which yeah. was really like helpful. Yeah, these and two he knows questions. how to do it. Like he did it real tight and like, yep. you know, because at first you're like, oh, wait, are you going to preach my sermon? Are you going to preach my sermon? <laughs> <laughs> but no, he did it perfect. Uh, <sighs> and he like, you know, makes my slides look good. So right. that's part of his job too. And then, right. so he knew like all the things I was going to say. So he, he was able to make it, um, n- you know, not take away from what I was doing. But it was just, great. It was but, a perfect uh, setup. It's set up for it. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so that was really awesome. Uh, and yeah, by the way, how to read the Bible this, uh, Wednesday night, you can still come and join us. Yep. And, uh, it's like, I think it's, was helpful and it's going to continue to be more helpful the first week's kind of introductory and Mm -hmm. then we'll get into it a little bit as well as uh you are also teaching a class right now or helping yeah yeah brian Brian smith and i are doing um parenting with a global vision so this is specifically for parents and how do you raise your kids to even be de orange countyized in a Mm -hmm. sense like to see um, yeah and so we talked through the sentence last week of how does this get passed down from every parenting generation generation of like you better eat your peas. There's kids in Africa that are starving. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's normally like our first worldview experience, right? Yeah. Like, okay, I guess there's people in other places that don't get to eat peas. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wish I, I was so, them right now. And so I have to clean my plate because somehow right. they'll get it. If I, right, you know, right. Yeah, yeah. So we were talking through that sentence and then kind of, okay, well, how can we develop beyond that uh, right. a worldview to, that God loves the world? Yeah. It's interesting because that is kind of like, a, it's sort of like a dumb thing to say when you really think about it. Yeah. But I wonder if it did sort of help us like actually mm-hmm. think like that. Sure. It's an example of what you're trying to do in the class, yeah. of like in a, in a much more profound way. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, think it's like the world, my, my dad always would say, you know, world doesn't revolve around you, Eric. <laughs> was, that, was that breakfast last Friday? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He probably did say it cause I canceled on him last <laughs> last Friday. <laughs> uh, anyway, but um, yeah, so that's good. So those those classes, but yeah, so back into, we we're talking about this Calm the Storm passage yes. and how we face both physical and spiritual opposition mm-hmm. in this world, much like the disciples and Jesus were facing that mm-hmm. opposition on their way to the other side of the lake. Sometimes it's a storm. Sometimes it's your large dog pooping at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's uh, much more difficult things uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that are going on in this world. And so, um, but yeah, it's like this, this whole thing of how it was, you know, like we can get how wind and waves are physical, yeah. but then like, how was it actually, like, why would I be saying supernatural or mm-hmm. spiritual opposition? Mm-hmm. And so without doing the whole sermon again, just very briefly, it was this fact of where they're going for the story for that sure. you're doing this next yes. week of casting out these demons out mm-hmm. of this man. Um, and even just like even taking the message of the kingdom to the pagans, to the Decapolis, yeah. the Roman oh, it's huge. area. Yeah. Massive like addition to what Jesus was already doing. Yeah, think about this Galilee. for a minute. So the gospel, the, the incarnation that, that God is with us. Yeah has now been slowly spreading from Nazareth. Now it's around the Sea of Galilee. Yeah. Maybe there's some people starting to hear about it in Jerusalem. Yep. Um, there's the the Jordan River, you know, John the Baptist crew mm-hmm. that's gotten this forerunner taste. But this side of the Galilee probably hasn't heard a ton. I mean, we, we do hear in Luke that there's even Gentiles that are coming to be healed. Sure. So I guess there was some that were hearing this, but the region... Yeah. Here it's like it's an unreached people group, and Jesus is going <laughs> yeah. for the first time. Of course, there's going to be 
like opposition both naturally but most importantly supernaturally to yeah. that i thought that was such a good point yeah so that's and then and then even in the language that jesus uses of mm-hmm. like rebuking and like yeah. and like be quiet mm-hmm. um be still like hush be still mm-hmm. that's the same stuff he would has said to demons like be quiet you know yeah to shut the mouths of the demons like they don't get to speak yeah and uh so it's so that's intriguing and so then it's just like okay so do we have similar things where it's like it appears physical but yeah. it but it can be spiritual totally. as well or supernatural as i mean well. you were kind of joking about the 2 a.m wake up but do you don't yeah, you totally. feel that on weeks you're preaching? There's just things that happen that yes. are like, man, that was that was definitely discouraging or set me, distracted me, got, got yeah. me off just even my focus. Totally. And yeah, so that's where you're like, oh, I don't know. Like, because you don't actually know. These things don't appear with a sign on them that says this is demonic or yeah. this is supernatural. But like, I tend to not sleep great on mm-hmm. like those Sundays I'm going to preach. Mm-hmm. Now, like, we have that like in life when you have a test the next day mm-hmm. or a, a race or something, you know, an yeah. event, a game or something where you're kind of like, or Christmas morning, or you're just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? And so, yeah, like I said, like even on Sunday, like I don't mean to put like a devil inside every, mm-hmm. you know, like, like minor hardship we have, in life. Mm-hmm. but at the same time, maybe, maybe it could be more yeah. often than we yeah. like are, are well, willing it, to admit. Even yeah. as I listen to the message, it was alerting me like, man, we often pray for our missionaries when they're here at Calvary and about to be sent out. We pray mm-hmm. for them when they're in country, but even that travel time, mm-hmm. you know, when oh, they're, yeah, that's true when they're traveling um, mm-hmm. to a, a people group that, that God's called them to like, boy, praying for their airport connections mm-hmm. <laughs> and just the things that happen just surrounding. I mean, they don't have to, luckily they don't have to take like boats three months like they did in Hudson Taylor's day. <laughs> That's true. But there's still warfare, even just getting to places. And this is an example of that with Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I wonder if we should actually read that. I was, we're going to wait till the end of it, but maybe we should read this because yeah. it's like, we got an email about this very topic. Mm-hmm. And so maybe we can read this because I think it kind of informs some of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is from Kathy Norton, uh, who says, Hey, no question, just a comment. Um, and it has a little bit of a question, but jokingly, but um, it says, no, uh, just a comment. I appreciate that you showed some pics of a storm on the lake hmm. after being in the Galilee a few times, because she's been to Israel. Mm-hmm. Um, I could not imagine there being a storm like the one described in the Bible. Hmm. But the spiritual warfare of this story makes so much sense to me. This has become one of those stories for me that turned from fairy tale to uh did that really happen like this Mm -hmm. to reality? Mm. Once I was able to see the satanic nature of the storm, um, of course it was a spiritual attack. I love seeing the power of Jesus over the power of Satan. Yeah. And she says, it's comforting for me to know, um, this when now today there's spiritual forces at work in that same region, causing so much hatred, um, against the Jews. And then, you know, I would add like just causing so much like loss of life and fear and terror and, probably even like thought of a like almost like against Jesus yeah. like the way of God is like the way of the God of the scriptures mm-hmm. is like part of like horrible things mm-hmm. you know to mm-hmm. some you know so it's like the difficulty all of this is causing even like um evangelism into the Muslim world totally um this this would like I think barriers are going to be up more now yep. right um yep. And, you know, so she's like, so can you tell me how this war will end? Um, you know, with a little <laughs> wink face, because obviously, like, that's the question that's right. not answerable. But it is, it does lead me to thinking, okay, like, what, like, just to think about this passage in light of what's currently happening mm-hmm. and thinking about, like, what in the world could I possibly do or contribute to helping the situation that's happening huh. in the Middle East right now, right? Yeah. Like, that's like a really hard question. Yeah, it honestly feels a little helpless. <laughs> yeah, it totally does. And I think that um, part of this is why, like, so then, I, you know, so where's your faith, Matt? Like, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. not to, you know, not to, like, because yeah. I, I feel the same way. So I'm saying yeah. that, like, w- with your name, but also my name attached to it. Where's your, so where's your faith, Eric mm-hmm. and Matt? Like, why mm-hmm. are you, you know, like, you don't have faith that God can do mm-hmm. something in the midst of this impossible situation i almost wish i had talked about this a little more yesterday Mm. but um like i do think that there's a level of like we have to believe that prayer 
matters. Yeah. And sometimes when things like this happen, we can have like uh, a practical atheism or a practical, you know, like thinking of actually thinking prayer doesn't exist or doesn't work or doesn't actually do anything. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I do really think that like prayer is like one of the, just like the sort of the only things that we can do at some level. Right. Yeah. I mean, I catch myself often saying, well, I guess I can pray. Right. Mm -hmm. Let's just pray. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And there's almost like a minimizing about it in Mm -hmm. the believer's mind. And it's like, no, prayer is actually offensive. It's not a, (laughs) it can be offensive, but it's, it's on the offense. It's aggressive. It's, it's literally going to the, the God of this world, this universe and saying, God, things are not right here. Mm -hmm. They're broken. We're experiencing the pains of war in a spiritual way. Yeah. God intervene, stop, rebuke. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so I think like if we want to be a people of faith and a people of dependence, uh, to be prayerful people that then pray and cry out to Jesus. So not just when the problem happens, but I think we've got to be praying for the little things and praying for huge things like peace in the Middle East, which has been well before this conflict has been almost used as like a, a meme or a joke of like, well, like of something that can't be solved. Right. You know, it's, it's kind of like the example of things that can't be yeah. figured out yeah. um, and is peace in the Middle East. And so, and what's so rad about all this too is so the enemy causes this spiritual, you know, supernatural storm to happen mm-hmm. um, mixed in physical, spiritual, um, the idea is to knock Jesus off course. Yes. Maybe even take the disciples and help them <laughs> or cause them to doubt yeah. that this is the guy that they're really with, this Messiah. And then it does the opposite. It mm-hmm. actually has been used now for 2,000 years to strengthen not only the disciples that were in the boat, but all of us who now hear this story. Yep. And I think that's so cool. And in the same way as there's warfare in the Middle East right now, that's the prayer is that yeah. God, the enemy would love to use this to cause hatred and division and fear and ultimately death. God, make it happen, have the opposite effect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> would you draw both Jews who don't know you and believe in Muslims who don't know you? May they find Yeshua. May they find Isa mm-hmm. through all of this battle. And so, and that's what can happen. That's, yeah. that's the God that we know. Yeah, exactly. I think sometimes too, we like don't know what to pray. I was listening. I don't actually, I haven't like been able to like fully confirm this, but I was mm-hmm. listening to something that, um, how do you say her name? Caitlin Sheese or something yeah, like that. I know who you're talking uh, about. That's S-C-H-I-E-S-S, on that. S-C-H-I-E-S-S maybe? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just heard something she was saying on that Holy Post podcast, which mm-hmm. I don't listen to that often, but I was wanting to hear mm-hmm. the anti right stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was kind of interesting on Romans 8. But um, it was, uh, she was saying that there's this like, she has this thought about prayer and I don't think this is like fully fleshed out, but there's something interesting about it that, mm-hmm. um, and she said, she kind of gets it from revelation eight. And this is where I was like unsure. Cause it's kind of like an intense passage, but mm-hmm. it talks about the prayers of God's people that go up like incense. The Bible yeah. talks a lot about how like our praises, our prayers kind of rise up like incense yeah. to, to God from the temple and like how God combines those with his will. Mm-hmm. And then, unleashes something onto the mm. world now it's not it's a weird example because mm-hmm. in revelation 8 it's like destruction kind of like is yeah. coming um but like it is this notion that she says like when we don't know how to pray and you can even also go to romans and talk about yeah. like where the spirit then joins us sure. like with groanings too deep for words but but like also god will take the prayers of his people and like kind of like he will almost like course correct them. Like mm-hmm. when we pray, don't have to worry about praying wrong. Yeah. You know, so if you like cry out some prayer and you only, so let's talk about the Middle East, you know, and you're like only praying for Jewish people or something. Yeah. And God also wants his grace to fall upon Palestinians. Yeah. God's going to do that. Yeah. If you only pray for Palestinians and God wants to bring his peace and his way and his grace to Jewish Israelis, you know, God's going to bring like his will. Right. And so it's like, you're not going to thwart his will. You're not going to do it wrong. Just cry out to God. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I thought that was kind of an interesting point, whether I don't know if I can chapter and verse at all, like from how she did, but, um, or if it's just from, you know, the Romans, like where the Holy spirit kind of joins us in intercession when we don't know what to say. Yeah. Um, that's, um, 
anyway, that's just like well, it gets cool into the age-old question it. that we've wrestled with on this podcast in the past of if if God is sovereign, I mean He's in control of the events of this world. Mm-hmm. Why pray then if it's already going to happen, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and exactly. so there's this idea of no, there's intimacy involved in prayer. It shapes us yep. in really good ways, and yeah, it's just as you're describing in this way that. Somehow God wants this and receives it and then uses it. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you can say he's 100% in control or if there's like even more debate about some of the more um, open ways that God receives oh, yeah, yeah. and controls the events of this world. But right. but either way, our job is to pray. And yeah. I think you said that, you know, how do we, you made a good distinction yesterday about faith and we're not talking about salvation in this passage right here in Luke 8. Right. He's not saying, where's your faith? Meaning you're not Christians in this boat right now. You're not followers of me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're in the boat with him, right? <laughs> yeah. They're going where he's going. But this applied faith, this idea of like, oh, my deep trust and connection and intimacy is is based not just on when things are hard, but based on just a day-to-day yeah. journey with this man God, <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. And so even we're encouraging us with that, right? Like, right. All right, what does that look like? Uh, applied faith, meaning on a Monday when maybe the warfare is not as great as it was on a Sunday, mm-hmm. yet are we still walking, talking, listening to Jesus today? Mm-hmm. I think that was, that was a good challenge for me. And then the second part was, oh, this was really good too, this idea of Jesus told the disciples, we're going to the other side. Mm-hmm. And part of their, I guess, job in that moment of the storm was to believe God's promise in that moment. Yeah. We're going to the other side. And you referenced Abraham and Isaac. I haven't thought about that connection, but this idea of God told Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. Yeah. Through this son. Through an offspring. Yes. Through the son. And so the promise was there, even though the situation was gnarly. Mm -hmm. And I think the same applies for us, right? Mm -hmm. God says, I'll never leave you nor forsake you in Hebrews 13. God says, that I eventually will have victory over all things. Your labor's not in vain, First Corinthians, First Corinthians 15. It's like all these great promises that we have in the scriptures. It's like, can we hold on to those when we're in the boat in the storm? And mm-hmm. that's applied faith mm-hmm. right there. Exactly. I, that, that, was, that was really good for me to hear. Oh, that's good. Thanks, man. Yeah, it was like, I liked the way, it's funny, you know, in sermon writing, it's kind of like, I like when I feel like I have discoveries for myself along sure. the way of studying. Yeah. And then you're like, ooh, that's cool. That was helpful for me. That's probably going to be helpful for <laughs> other people, hopefully. Right. Uh, and then, yeah, so that that whole sense of this trusting in the promises is is good. And it's like not just trusting his promises, but it, trusting that just like, okay, God, however you're going to work this out, like I'm mm-hmm. just going to submit. Like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to join you along the way. Mm-hmm. I don't I'd rather not have to suffer if <laughs> yeah. it's okay. Could we not, could we not <laughs> do that? There's any way to avoid this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but it does seem like suffering is a, is of benefit. Now you don't want to be like the loss of a child. Suffering mm-hmm. is of benefit. Like, I don't want to say mm-hmm. some kind of yeah. d- kind of gross way of saying that, but mm-hmm. that there, but what's also horribly like interesting at some level is that probably people who've been through that, are more mature people, yeah. you know, and it doesn't mean that we want that stuff to happen. Yeah. But um, anyway, it's just, uh, yeah, how can we be prayerful people, not just people that pray sometimes? Mm-hmm. Uh, how can we be faithful people, not just people that try to have faith sometimes? Yeah. Um, that's that's it. That, that's what will help us. That was really yeah. the core of the message that I was yeah. hearing yesterday. Of yeah. Like, oh, this is, this is what I want my life to look like. Mm-hmm, Being, mm-hmm. A prayerful person, a faithful person mm-hmm. um, in the midst of anything, mm-hmm. not just a one-timer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think one of the things that does help me, I've, I've said this a million times, I think, but like the thing that helps me be a prayerful person, I think most is at the very beginning of every day, talking to God first. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just like as simple as that. And the way yeah. I've chosen to do that is through the Lord's prayer. And like, it just makes my day be... I've welcomed God into yeah. my just sort of daily practice of life. For sure. Uh, my daily rhythm, my daily like mundane stuff, mm-hmm. you know? And mm-hmm. it's just like, okay. And it's just kind of being like, all right, let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah. all right, God, let's do this. You know, here we go. We're going to do this day together. Yep. And rather than just like 
self first or something. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, it's it's rewarranting your day mm-hmm. from the very moment mm-hmm. that you wake up and mm-hmm. get going. I think I, there's some I, wise wisdom in that. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I can't imagine how, because we're pastors, we go to church, we're thinking about God stuff like yeah. a lot. It's got to be a lot harder for other people. Mm-hmm. So I would think that it's even more important for you all. No, no, you know, I mean, not, mm-hmm. that it's not important for us, mm-hmm. but for you to sort of orient the beginning of your day that way, or else you're going to get into the middle of your day of doing software sales or working construction or teaching a class or parenting your kids. You're going to just be like lost in like the, the busyness and the otherness from God of that stuff. Right. Um, So, yeah. So just invite God into all that stuff. Right. Like constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Yeah. And, and, there is a temptation, I think, like, oh, it, it has to be perfect or it has to be like, okay, I, I will meet with God. I will be a prayerful person. I will be a faithful person trusting in God's promises when I have time to think about it, yep. when I have time carved out in yep. my day. So that will probably be uh, look at my calendar. I think that's – I have a little slot in February. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. What I mean? I'm going to do a retreat. Yeah. But it's like, no, no, let's let's be everyday life. Totally. <laughs> Christians. You know, and yeah, and we like advocate for like these extended times away and alone mm-hmm. with God. But like, I think probably the most important prayers are sometimes 30 seconds or less prayers. Mm-hmm. And I think it'd be, it's like almost like better to have 10, 30 second or less prayers throughout the day mm-hmm. than to have one 20 minute prayer session. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'm not no. like, you know, just cause I think then you're keeping, that's being a prayerful person. You're mm-hmm. kind of keeping God in the midst of like, we need to have these other longer set times, yeah. but like you're keeping God in like all of the everyday life right. stuff. Anyway. Right. That was amazing about Jesus is he is just doing this daily life with them. Like, yeah, let's get in the boat. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, go across. Yeah. I'm sure the disciples, like, if there was any sense of, like, oh, let's record all these events that Jesus is going to, you know, do in our midst. Probably when they got in the boat, they're like, okay, you can put the pen and, and <laughs> parchment away. Yeah. There's, we're just going across. This is going to be just a boring travel day, right? Like, we're not going <laughs> to, this is not going to make the highlights of, of our lives yeah, or yeah. Jesus' ministry. And yet, yeah, in the dude. midst of that, he had this great teaching moment for them. Yeah, that's cool. And for us. Absolutely. Huh. Sweet. All right. What else do we need to talk about? Well, still loving the Gospel of Luke. I feel like these stories too are just like epic. You said like this is a Rembrandt story. <laughs> this is like yeah. you know if your story's painted, it's uh, <laughs> it's one of the epic stories yeah, exactly. in that. Um, so I feel like we're in the midst of all these like yeah. kind of famous known stories. I guess the prayers they just feel fresh to us. Made some new insight. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I did want to say something else about some of the like Middle East stuff. So I did want to say about how we can pray. We want to be praying and be prayerful people. Yeah. But also um, we are going to be like introducing some ways that people can like sort of financially give to mm-hmm. help with some of this stuff. Yeah. And one of those things is through Moran, our mm-hmm. um, like a partner we have over in Israel. Yeah, he's Israel. a Israeli national yep. and he runs a nonprofit called Hope for Israel. Yep. And they're They've been had a long history of just doing really amazing, tangible stuff yeah. uh, for Israelis, both believers and non-believers. Yeah. And and what's cool is, like, I feel like sort of obviously, like, pre this conflict, he's been, like, trying to do stuff for, like, Israelis and, like, mm-hmm. Ar- like Jewish Israelis as well as, like, Arab Israelis. Yeah. And it's yeah. not just, like, only for, you know, only for, like, the Jewish people mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Now, he's, he's there in Israel. Yeah. So he's not, like going into Gaza or something right now, helping people. But one of the things, like one of the, the needs, and as we find out like ways that we can help in other ways in whether that's in Israel, West bank, Gaza, wherever, Mm -hmm. like we want to try and help meet those needs. Um, So like there's part of like what's going on is you have these like neighboring communities near Gaza. There's not tons of those, but yeah. there's some on the of those. Israel side on the, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. On the, in Israel, I'm speaking all of Israel here. And then you also have these towns in the North. Cause like, yeah, it's not like getting tons of news, but like Hezbollah yeah. is like shooting yeah, every day missiles every day. And yeah. some of these villages like Kiryat Shimona and other places up in the North of Israel. Yeah. And so these people have like evacuated yeah. 
And then also you've got all these people that have been called up into mm -hmm. military service. Mm -hmm. And so then you've got kids that need to be taken care of by like grandparents or yeah. somebody. Yeah. Uh, parent, like, so, cause it's, it's not like Israel's like intense. I'm just like, you get called up to the reserve. Oh, yeah. You gotta go. Yeah. I was talking to Moran and he was saying like, even, um, they live, I'm going to be general about this, but they live outside of Jerusalem. Right. And like just their daily markets and restaurants around their home, like a lot of them aren't able to operate right now hmm. because <laughs> the owners or the staff oh, yeah, are, are called, up. called up or yeah. or had to go take care of people in other places. And yeah. so, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, every day in Israel and in that region, they're feeling the effects of this. Yes. And that's where like we can, you know, so it's like it's it is so much more important for you to see how you can help in some way through prayer mm -hmm. and and through giving than it is for you to post some opinion you have huh. online. Uh -huh. You know, uh -huh. uh, I heard someone say recently, like, no one needs your opinion about this. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, and maybe I'd even nuance that know. your yeah, opinion's I know. not an I know. is is not a place to stop. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So there's, well, yeah. If you think you're actually doing something, yeah. you're not likely. Mm -hmm. uh, and I know it's a little harsh, but um, mm -hmm. so one thing that's cool and like, so our Thanksgiving offering is going to go to help towards some stuff like this. Like, so mm -hmm. Moran is doing this work to help support 150 Israelis, many yeah. children who are evacuated from border communities and they're living at five different hotels throughout Israel. Yeah. And uh, so he's call calling it operation restoration. Mm -hmm. And so, likely like giving towards helping some of these families and just being able to, to live. And as we look for other like opportunities to help others, mm -hmm. um, we want to be able to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, more to come on that. You can find out more information on our website. I got to put that up <laughs> if it's not already up yeah. uh, this week. And um, we, yeah, we'd love for you to partner with some of the people that we think are doing great work. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, what are the other things for our Thanksgiving offering even? Just yeah, so uh, we're also gonna um, support refugee work that's happening here in Orange County. We've been doing that on an ongoing basis the last yeah. few years. There's something crazy that I don't think I've even really talked about on yeah. here. But okay, Calvary's located here in Santa Ana off of Tustin Avenue. If you uh, jump onto Tustin and head, I guess that would be south. Yeah. Um, it dead ends yep. um, past 4th Street, past 1st Street. On 1st Street, there's all these new apartments that have been built. Mm -hmm. And they're giant. If you've seen them on the 55. Colorful. Yeah. So the one that's closest to the 55 is all senior living. So it's um, seniors on a fixed income. The, there's two complexes that are a little bit um, down the street from there. And so that's also um, a lot of those apartments are for people that um, are on a low income, have a low income. And so they're supplemented and, and their rent. So it's sort of affordable. I mean, yeah. <laughs> even the rents they're paying there are still yeah. way more than you'd pay in other places. But for here, um, it's, be it's better than anywhere else they could find. And we have 62 at this, at this moment. 62 Afghan families hmm. that have moved in. Mm -hmm. And these aren't just like, oh, we're have heritage from Afghanistan. No, these are families that two years ago were living in Afghanistan. Mm. And because of what's happened there with the Taliban retaking over, you know, the government, they've had to flee. Yeah. And so these 62 families are literally, you could like throw the soccer ball that the Norton's dog ate. <laughs> <laughs> they would roll down there, would hit it. So, um, so we're just looking for some opportunities to partner to care for these families as they adjust to life here in Orange County. We're going to be doing a, a Thanksgiving um, lunch mm -hmm. uh, for some of those families um, from that very spot. Um, and so, to, I'm sorry, this is a long answer to your question, but but part of our Thanksgiving offering will be to go to help with resources to help them get a couch or to yeah. um, even. Um, get some groceries if we hear about a family that needs mm -hmm. groceries, that type mm -hmm. of thing. Yeah, that's that's cool. part of it. And then the other part will go overseas as well to our partners in the island of Cyprus uh -huh. uh, off the coast of Turkey who are working with refugees who have made their way through Turkey but originally are from either Africa or the Iraq, Iran, Iranian region or Syria. Yeah. And so they've made their way to Cyprus, and so they have a food bank that they do yep. once a week, and it's really cool. And so awesome. we're going to partner with – Things in Israel, things in Cyprus, and then things here um, in our, literally on our street. Yeah, I love it. That's great. Um, what, you look sad. No, I'm just thinking to myself, did I say everything right? 
<laughs> no, it's good. Um, okay, cool. This was great. So looking forward to chatting more as you talk about, uh, you're talking about the Jesus casting those demons. Yeah, piggies. we're talking demons, pigs. Pray for me. I yeah. don't want any Charlie situations. I know, man. Coming up. Especially talking about demon piggies. So <laughs> do you got some theories on the piggies? What's going on with them? <laughs> Are you going to talk about anything crazy? I was thinking about <laughs> bringing a live pig opposed to a dead pig into the sermon on Sunday. But then I was like, well, no, that actually would be kind of wrong because if the demons went in the pig, I don't want to pig there. Demons on stage. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to pig. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of like cut. That was on the cutting room floor. Yeah. And the demons like, or the piggies, pigs are unclean right. animal. And then they've like a demon pig is like super unclean. That's like scary. Should we just serve bacon in the lobby as people leave? Like, <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jesus has authority. <laughs> Can you call the sermon, can the sermon title be Demon Piggies? <laughs> but for some reason, piggies makes it like really it weird. Yeah. <laughs> I just think of like this little piggy went to the market. Yeah, exactly. This little piggy went into the lake. <laughs> oh, that's going to be my opening this, right there. This little piggy had legion. <laughs> that's good. You know, send your suggestions for this Sunday sermon to, <laughs> to podcast.com.org. So, oh, so I had a suggestion from a listener uh-huh. that... Maybe we should see if there's a way that there can be a like a secret textoso line instead of our email address. Oh. Like a text. Like people might a use way that more? Yeah, that people might text from their phone more. Okay. So I got to look into that. But huh. that would be better maybe than because, you know, it's just like email is kind of slow or something. Like takes a long time to like type podcast at calvarylife.org. <laughs> I don't know. But that, that's that's the reason we're not getting emails. <laughs> That's so funny. What um, if we just, both you and I on Sundays or Wednesdays, we just like ask people for questions. That's what I probably should be doing. Like, give me your question now. Oh, like, so when you interact with someone in the lobby, yeah. let's say, and you're like, hey, I need your, your question for your the pod. Your best question. Yeah. And they're like, uh, and they freak out <laughs> yeah. and they ask something weird. <laughs> yeah. Why are the A's terrible? <laughs> It'll all be that Why stuff. does Eric mention you too? And even in the Sundays he doesn't, he still does somehow. I know. It was, that was a good one this this. I've week. actually never heard that song. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's it's an interesting what album and is good it on? song. It's on the album Pop. Oh, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> it's a weird album. The songs even got like some kind of intense language, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's like, but I do think it is very much like this heart cry out, yeah. like, and how people feel and how you feel like, yeah. and it's even like how people feel about. Like, let's say about everything happening in the Middle East, you're sure. like, God, where are you? It's yeah. essentially like, yeah, it's, it's a saying, natural question. God, where are you? Why are you not like stopping this? Or mm-hmm. why do you allow bad things to happen to good people? Mm-hmm. It's like, wake up, dead man. Like, mm-hmm. that's how you can feel. And mm-hmm. so it's just, uh, it's very sort of from the, it's very guttural. It's like from yeah. your, you know, yeah. from the depths heart. of your heart. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, but yeah, there you go. Now you, you did it. You made me mention you too on the pod. Should we talk triathlon? How yeah, talk let, triathlon? let's just do the trifecta. We just got an A's mention in there. Let's do a, let's do it. Are you training for anything right now? Uh, no, I mean I've been. I did ride 31 miles on Friday, and I, I did a very short two mile run on Saturday. Excellent. Because I just was trying to get back out there. Yes. Yeah. So you just got to do it. Yeah, I know. It's a good encouragement for me. I'm sore I, from a two mile back two mile run or whatever. Well, you know? 30 mile, 31 miles. That's nuts. Yeah, that's far. I mean, that's down to. It was down to back bay and back, wow. and I went past my crash site, Ooh. and I always get a little bit like freaked out when, yeah. I, when I ride by the crash site. Isn't it interesting how certain spots, like you talk about going to Switzerland, and there's a certain spot, it's like a thin place for you, you feel like you feel God's love there, and <laughs> yeah. then there's other spots you're yeah. like, ooh, I want to avoid this yeah. place. Ooh, scary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's, it was important for me, and I think they even do this like even in like counseling psychology like with trauma sometimes with trauma like mm-hmm. you got to go and like face it mm-hmm. face it sometimes they have people like really like go face the place where this yeah. really bad thing happened yeah and it can like defuse the um you know defuse the power as over right. you uh and so like i really tried like pretty fast after i recovered uh-huh. to go drop down that hill and ride past that spot wow um because I, I felt like or else it would become a thing yeah i didn't want it to become a thing yeah so there's a such one of my most powerful stories that I've ever heard is the Coombs family. We have several oh, yeah. Coombs who are missionaries here at Calvary. And um, so David and Heidi have four kids. Their oldest son 
um, passed away tragically in a um, chainsaw accident. He was uh-huh. actually cutting some wood in his backyard, and the chainsaw slipped and got him and yeah. bled out. And um, so the family, not long after that, gathered in that backyard and said, God, would you redeem this space? Mm. This is a space of great loss for us Uh um, and great suffering. God, would you make this a place now where we understand this is where you welcomed Jonathan into your arms? Mm. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. It's like so powerful. It is. To think through that. Like, this was the place where he entered into the presence of God for mm-hmm, eternity. Mm-hmm. It's like, no way. That's just amazing to think about. It so, is. and very mature. I don't know. I don't know if I could do that. Yeah. But I feel like if you're going through something that intense and gnarly and hard, like sometimes you have to sometimes do things like that. And if you've gone through that, you understand the good that that can do yes for you and for your other like fellow loved ones totally to, like, not let that have a a power over you that it shouldn't it mm-hmm. should you should you should always like grieve and hold that mm-hmm. you know yeah. that person that you love or care about or that thing that's happened is somehow has a place in you it's still yeah. part of like who you are but it doesn't like control you. Right. Right. Yeah, right. That's, that's so maybe a listener I'm not sure why I even bring this up right now but maybe there's somebody yeah, yeah. that needs to like even redeem a place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in their lives mm-hmm. or just ride back ride past it really fast <laughs> yeah exactly yeah we can go to the back bay together if you'd like <laughs> is it still like really sandy right there though like, that was part of the issue no and that was a different crash oh <laughs> that's, that's my bolsa chica that's in front of bolsa. i crashed oh, in front of bolsa yeah. chica also on pch because i hit one of those Wait, sand which dunes. one came first bolsa chica oh it did I pick, i've crashed and i also crashed in front of target on Irvine Boulevard in like Tustin Irvine area. <laughs> I got hit by a car there. Oh. I, so I actually rode by that site on on Friday also. Whoa. I rode by two crash sites, but I, I didn't you go hit, as far like, as Bolsa Chica. You know at Target they have like those big red balls in the yeah, front? Yeah, I yeah, 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 you yeah, hit one of those. <laughs> I was just like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> no, dude, that one was where somebody, like I was going on the bike lane and I come up to an intersection and this person in, there was like a car next to me going like the same direction as me and it just turned right in front of me and just like crashed into there's me. nothing you can do no and yeah. i was just like dude yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they stopped and like it was i don't know it was they felt super bad but that i was like totally fine yeah like i just had scraped my knee a little bit right and I, was, I, mean, I could ride away i was fine so, but they were just feeling so guilty. As they should. Like, you get a bike. Yeah, dude. Kind of sucks. Should also, up in Sonora this weekend, <laughs> Robert Carter will appreciate this. Oh, no, man. There was just a dead deer gotten hit by a car. <laughs> we drove past it. I think that happens all the time up there. Like, people just hit deers. Um, Marie's grandfather, this happened to him. He's passed away now. But he hit a deer <laughs> in Sonora. He got out of his car. He grabbed the deer by its hind legs threw it in the back of his truck drove it home skinned it ate it like prepared it and we're up there one one like thanksgiving and we're having chili (gasps) and marie's grandmother goes do you know where we got this chili this is grandpa hit the deer roadkill chili dude (laughs) oh my gosh this thankfully most people probably turned off already because this is like an over an hour but wow this is going crazy directions (laughs) You brought it up with Charlie. This is like a, this is your fault. The poop. <laughs> <laughs> there was something else I was gonna say, and I can't remember what I was gonna say now. It's just like gone. Yeah. Anyway, riding your bike. No, it's getting I, hit it's... by a car at Target. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was on Irvine Boulevard, out in front of Target. Yes. Yeah. We don't need to talk about this anymore. Well, there's right, the trifecta. Can... That's what the trifecta will do for you. If we talk about you two, the Oakland A's, or triathlon. <laughs> it ends with dead deer. We'll get, we'll get here. So, <laughs> we, is this how we're going to end? I no, feel like we, no, gotta we gotta end talk on about a something note. else. Yes. What else can we talk about? We I gotta don't talk know. about something else. Yeah. I don't know what. Should we talk about you two? Well, <laughs> any other current events, topics that are of fascination right now? That are happier? Oh man, I don't know. I'm going to. I'm traveling to Dallas. Whoa. Yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> All right, for meetings or something. Yeah, gem board meeting, grid okay. your mission board meeting. So okay. you get 
you get one trip to like you know Paris <laughs> or Germany, and then the other time you go to Dallas. Ooh, what can you do? Frisco. Oh, yeah. We actually meet in this like kind of WeWork space, mm-hmm. um, like a co-work space that is at. It's called the Star. Yeah. Uh, so it's formation at the star or something like that. And the star is John where Burns loves that place. Yeah. Yeah. The star is where the Dallas Cowboys practice facility is yeah, super so, nice. Yeah. It's pretty nice there. Huh? And there's like a, f- like both John Burns, the president of gem and like a couple other board members live close by. Right. And Dallas is kind of like an easy hub to fly mm-hmm. into for people. So mm-hmm. yeah. So we'll be good. Like I, there's like literally a new board member. <laughs> so there's a new board member that lives in North Macedonia and is flying to Dallas. Oh, poor guy. Isn't that... Don't assume. Don't assume it was a man. Jeez. <laughs> wow. It's a woman, actually. Poor gal. Way to, way to go. Man, you guys just got a glimpse into Don's misogyny. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we should have ended with the dead deer. We should have ended with the dead deer. No, no. But yeah, this this lady has to fly from yeah. North Macedonia. I hope she has some Dallas. other places she can go. I know. I'm like, can we take you to the Six beach? Flags. Can you come out here? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, just like explore a little more of America than Frisco, and Texas. And in like November. <laughs> yeah, it's not... I mean, I guess it's better, better than better July. Than yeah, it's way better than summer. Sorry, if we have any listeners in Dallas area, we love you. Oh no, we, no, it's a terrible place. <laughs> we don't love that place. <laughs> it's one of the most boring places ever. You can get out of like Dallas and go to like somewhere cool in Texas, but you know, like it's. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, yeah, but all right. There okay. Do we redeem it with that? I, I think guess? we did. I think making fun of me for <laughs> unintentional misogyny. Yes, and. Uh, <laughs> bashing anyone that lives in dallas i think we've covered all the bingo card for today oh boy all right well thank you matthew yes and uh looking forward to hearing you talk about um Mm -hmm. demon piggies and then um (laughs) thank you for listening to the calvary life podcast thanks again for listening to the calvary life podcast if you'd like to share any of your thoughts please reach out to us at podcast at calvarylife.org You can find out more about the show on Instagram at Calvary Life or on our website at calvarylife.org slash podcast.